Welcome to podcast 2187. Enjoy the show. And don't forget to submit your blaster for inspection. Welcome to podcast 2187, but we're not going to do any of that weird intro stuff this time. We're not going to waste your time. No one cares about that. You know who we are. We're more excited to actually talk about what's happening right now. By we, I mean 98% Mark. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's also here, if you didn't hear Get that. Drinking a Modelo, have a little whiskey. Yeah. <sighs> so how are you doing, Mark? Good. I'm not, I'm not running laps. You know, <laughs> this, this victory lap is purely in my mind. Anything cool happened recently? No, not really. I mean, you know, um, other than, what was it? Uh, some magazine, I don't know. Some rag, the Hollywood Reporter said that uh, apparently according to their sources, Tamura Morrison will be playing my BF, and that's not boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is Boba Fett. It's not best friend either. No, it's not best friend. It's not boyfriend. It's Boba Fett. What if, what if it's all three? It could be. He, he, he's all of them to me. Yeah. He, he's my Star Wars Trinity. And where are we going to be seeing this? Fantastic acting on screen. Well, rumor is is that he will be in season two of The Mandalorian. Oh, is 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 that so? That's the rumor. And so, this isn't just a rumor from like, you know, average individuals who said I heard or I think there may be. Right. You know, this is this comes from this comes from uh Hollywood Reporter. And then Variety said that they looked into it and their sources said. So the thing is is that we talked about it on the last episode. And we heard that there was a rumor, and supposedly it was that he was going to be playing Captain Rex. And I still think that that's probably true. And I'm just hedging my bets that, you know, somebody got something wrong. But other sources are hearing that not only is he playing Boba Fett, he's also playing Captain Rex in The Mandalorian. And and that is more than one reliable place saying that. Yeah, there is. And, and here's the thing about that, too. I would, frankly, be a little disappointed if they didn't do that, not just because of me wanting to see it, but just because of the 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 lack of vision you would have to have to not do that. Because <laughs> by hiring a single actor to come onto your show, you have significantly expanded your storytelling opportunities because of the roles, different roles he can play, especially combined with the fact that we already know that uh, Rosario Dawson is going to be coming in to play Ahsoka Tano already. Well, and, and, and here's the thing. So the average Star Wars fan, right? The average what, Star what Wars is fan, that? Um, a person who's seen the movies, maybe like watched it times? a couple times or even one time or, or just knows marketing, you know, sees different things. I think the average person... Okay. If they're watching Mandalorian and Tamir Morrison shows up on screen, they would say, it's Jungle Fett. Right. They're not going to j- jump to Rex. Uh, yes, however, they, we talked about this before, too. They can make him look a little different, like between the aging, between uh, giving him like the white mustache and beard they'd probably have at this point. No, I, I, I know that. I know that. But it, But it's more likely that the average fan or you know consumer of star wars would recognize him more for his you know um tumor morrison has never played captain rex right but he has played Django. now he's never played boba fett either but i think if you have the helmet on you take it off you're not gonna go yeah. oh it's rex you're gonna go right. okay you know? <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. yeah. He's a, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, he's a clone. He looks like his dad. Or you're going to have the guy go, wait a second. How's Jangle fit in Boba Fett's armor? I don't understand. You might get that. Well, and one thing I'll say, too, and I mean this in a good way, is that a couple different times, Lucasfilm has not been shy about doing things that might be a little confusing to the average fan. So, for example, Darth Maul showing up in Solo was very confusing True. to a lot of people, but it worked and for, for us, and we thought it was great and seeing him again. And, uh, and it also kind of expanded the viewer interest to find out why he was there. And with The Mandalorian, a little less impactful than Maul, but still with the Darksaber, same thing. Most people watch that and go, oh, that looks cool. Why do I care? And they had find out more about it, whereas we were already excited when we saw it. So I can see them doing the same type of thing again with this in a good way where they can do that. And if you don't understand what's going on, you can still be like, okay, but I'm still getting the vibe that this is a cool kind of impactful thing. I'm going to look into it. And then at See, the same wonder, time, all the big fans are already happy. I wonder how many people there are out there, and I know there's got to be at least one, that watching The Mandalorian said, oh, my God, it's Yoda. And literally <laughs> thought, it, literally thought yeah. it was Yoda. Yeah. But before we've seen Yoda. I, I've seriously heard people, I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I don't, I don't think he's serious. I don't think. But there's a friend of mine who is like, I hope he's playing. He's like convinced that it is Yoda and there's some sort of time warp thing going on in the show. <laughs> I don't think go. he's serious, but come on. Well, there you go. I mean, we had heard, I, I think, you know, earlier on, many, many years ago on this podcast, there were people who wondered why Rogue One didn't have, you know, Ray in it. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that's, the, <laughs> that's the average Star Wars fan I'm talking about. Like a person who's going to watch it but not a person who lives it or follows news or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Who just more like when it pops up, like, Oh, Hey, cool. Star Wars. Let's check it out. Yeah. Cause every, every picture you see of Django uh, or of uh, Tamir Morrison is him playing Django Fett. Right. You know, they keep showing shots of him, you know? So I don't know. Or I think... There'd be that, that one guy who thinks he's a super fan, but he's not. And he's like, Oh look, it's commander Cody. <laughs> <That'd> be... <laughs> it's a ball. It's, it's that one guy who flew, uh, Shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, one thing I also kind of want to point out real quick since we're talking about the Mandalorian, uh, Mark Hamill just said something recently about the Mandalorian because he was discussing his involvement with Star Wars and how Episode Nine was kind of his farewell and all that. Um, but he said he was complimenting the Mandalorian and seeing what he liked about it is how it's kind of getting more kind of kind of more back to the roots of space western, and and he really enjoys that and he likes seeing how they're being creative with. Um, what they're showing and the storytelling and all that. And he said with the movies, sometimes it feels like you, you have to top yourself with the movies and they're so fantastical and epic in the first place. But here he's enjoying it because of how it's getting back to just the core base Western style that George started. Um, I thought that was an interesting point. I see what he's saying. I haven't really thought about it in that exact way, but I see what he's saying. And, and I always think it's the coolest thing whenever uh, like Star Wars royalty talk about the Mandalorian. Like Ewan McGregor was on the Tonight Show. He just talked about watching and how much he liked it. Now Mark Hamill. I, I shouldn't be shocked, but I just feel like most of the time people who are involved with projects, they don't like to watch their own projects or things similar to it. You well, know? Adam, Adam Driver doesn't watch any of his. Any of his right. Uh, there you go. And I but, think but I heard, like, Johnny those, Depp doesn't either, right? I don't know if Johnny Depp does or doesn't, but he, Adam Driver is one of those ones, like I think there's a couple other people like that who just like, I will not watch my stuff. I don't yeah. think Daniel Day-Lewis e does either. 
And he's super like, I'm doing five, six movies, I'm done. Right. Oh, all right. Hey, uh, all right, man. <laughs> I, don't know what to, I don't know what to say at that point. But I thought I thought that was really interesting though that that he's he has watched it and is enjoying it and uh, I I don't know I just I thought that was cool. I don't find it you know not not to be a Debbie Downer or whatever, but uh, any person who says that they watch something right now, look, most well, people you have more time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not necessarily uh, you know shocked that people are yeah that people are watching <laughs> things because they're stuck at home. Yeah, you know who hasn't been watching things? Who? Me. Not not at all. Not really. I, I, I like no. <laughs> I don't mind. I just I don't know. Like the other a few days ago, I was even thinking like I want to watch something, but I was like, eh, everything I was thinking of or finding, I was like, eh, what? Not really. Didn't seem that appealing to me. I don't know. Like I plowed through. Like what was I plowing through? I like I watched. Probably, I'm trying to think of, of the things that I've watched within the past month and a half. Mostly yeah. television shows, but I watched all of Peaky Blinders. I watched all of, like, uh, what is it? Uh, oh, The Last Kingdom. I haven't watched the new season yet. Uh, I just binge-watched all of Billions with my wife, which is a really good show. I just watched, uh, oh, The Righteous Gemstones. Man, how did I miss out on that? I love Danny McBride, so I kind of... Missed out on that uh, HBO show. I'm watching Westworld. Uh, I obviously watched uh, what was it, uh, Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah. And then I, and then I watched the latest episode of with the Disney Gallery. Oh, I haven't seen the second one yet. And everybody's going eight poo poo over uh, <laughs> over the ending. And I tell you, it is amazing. Wait, what? What am well, I? Like I'm gonna watch so, it, but. There's like a good five, six minutes where it just goes to Dave Filoni talking about the Clone Wars. I'm not Clone Wars. Phantom Menace. Oh. Phantom Menace and Duel of the Fates and breaking it down as he understands it and the Skywalker saga based on everything that's set up in the Phantom Menace. And it's like, oh my God. And he's got everybody, he's got all the directors at the table just looking at him while he just breaks it down. I don't. I honestly don't think he understands quite yet exactly how much of like a George Lucas Jr. he is. Oh, he is. And, and the thing is that you know that he got this from George Lucas. Yeah. It's just unfortunately that it's one of those things to where you, when he says it, you absolutely see it, and you absolutely know that that this is probably what was intended. But then you look at it. It that it probably didn't come off that way, right? You know, when you start breaking down that 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 the Qui Gon, the Duel of the Fates is. Uh, I'm going to do my best to summarize just the beginning of it. Is that Duel of the Fates is basically, you know, Qui Gon versus Obi Wan, obviously. Anakin needs a father figure. You know, Qui Gon knows that Qui Gon would be a great father figure, but the Duel of the Fates is is the decision on. Is Anakin going to be with Qui-Gon, who is already like the Jedi who believes in love and all, you know, he's kind of going against the Jedi Order and trying to reframe it a little bit. Right. Or does he go with Obi-Wan, who eh, initially he doesn't have nice things to say about creatures or Anakin, you know, he kind of takes it on reluctantly. 
he ends up being more of a brother than he is an actual father figure. And he doesn't need right. that. And he doesn't need a brother. So it kind of goes, and I mean, he just, you got to watch it. it How it, is that really something good. I've never thought of before? Like, know, I'm pretty right? analytical and all that, but I that 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 just didn't hit me like that. Well, it, it, it's a really good segment. And it's the very end of the thing, and he just talks and just lets it sink in. And they show clips from the movies. They show clips from when he brings it all around to the ending of Return of the Jedi, even. No, honestly, that sounds awesome. That sounds like right up my alley. Yeah, just skip the whole episode. Just go watch that, and, <laughs> and then watch the rest of it later. Because then the other thing is, is that you're like, oh, man, after watching all of this, I don't need the sequels. <laughs> but, but, I just obviously, but he does make a big, he doesn't make a big thing. He goes, Star Wars is all about family. Right. It's all about family. Yeah. So the idea to yeah, suggest Carrie that, said that many times. Well, yeah, and, and I think in many ways the idea that you could suggest that the end of, you know, the end of Rise of Skywalker would be anything but what we got would almost go against what the, everything else is. Mm-hmm. You know, I yeah, know people yeah. don't like, I know people don't like the Ray Skywalker deal, but when you think about it, how would you wrap up if Star Wars is all about family? You have to give her a family or a sense of belonging to a bigger community. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and, and the thing is, I think this was kind of a middle ground because you have the one people, the one hand people saying that you don't need to be blood related to a Skywalker to be important. And I, I get that. And at the same time, you have the people who are saying that, but like, this is the story of the Skywalkers in that family line. So this is the middle ground where she isn't by blood related to them and she can be her own person. But at the same time, by choice, be a part of that family and be a part of that story, the family story. Right. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It it sounds like people want to have it both ways. I mean, everyone talks about how Princess Leia is a princess, and I think we've had this conversation many times. But she's an adopted princess. Right. If we want to break it down, she's not a real princess. She's an adopted princess. But she is absolutely a princess because those are her parents. That yeah. is who took her in. When she found out that she was a Skywalker, she didn't change to Leia Skywalker. Right. In you fact, know, she started her Jedi training and then ended up not even finishing that, and she stayed with her more political uh, side of her career. Right. And she and I think, if anything, she was an Organa Solo. Yeah. You know, so, so the idea that, you know, just because you found out that you're a Skywalker that you would choose that over the people that you that raised you. Bail Organa is still her father. Brie Organa is still her mother. She does understand that there was a Padme and an Anakin and all that and all the the baggage that sort of entails. But your family is your family. Just because you have blood with one group does not mean that that is your parents. I mean, you know, I, I have a son who I have adopted. He is my son, but I have no blood with him whatsoever. It doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Your your kid is your kid, and they're you know, once a person decides that you are my parent, blood be damned, you know, family yeah. bonds are are not blood oriented, right? So I, I I think at the end, you know, especially when you look at you know, the more I think about Force Awakens, and I know we're kind of all over the place in the, in this discussion, but you know, the more I think about Force Awakens, when there's clearly a whole that movie's all about trying to find your family. Yeah, that's the entire premise. Right. So what what Maz is setting up, you know, your family is ahead of you rather than behind and 
and the belonging that you seek and all that. So, yeah. So the fact that, that she is constantly trying to go back to home because she's still waiting for her family. Right. Right. And, and, and it's odd that people are so clinging or so cling to the revelations that happened in last Jedi is, and that's what it should be. It's like, yeah, but I get it. I, I get that. You don't like that. You think it was that, that you don't like that the retro, what was, sorry, the recon, you don't like that the recon was reconned, uh-huh. or, or was a retcon. Sorry, yeah, you don't yeah, like yeah. that the ret, you don't like that the retcon was retconned. But I don't think it would have ended. I don't think I don't think episode nine would have ended it well if she was just a nobody. Any, yeah, you know, it's hard because right now, like every every Star Wars since the first one in nineteen, I wasn't alive at the time, but in nineteen seventy seven, it feels like all of them since then have to have people criticizing it just for whatever reason when it's still new and fresh give it a few years and it's going to have an entirely different perspective and value and look and people will i think as a whole value it a lot more that's what's happening historically like i loved i loved last jedi first couple viewings and then i started thinking about it and and i was there's definitely problems for me within it but i don't think it's anything that Ryan Johnson necessarily did, although I do think that there are some missteps there. My whole, my whole sort of, you know, not anger, but my distaste for that movie is sort of the cult of Ryan Johnson that grew up around it. Yeah, you know, and and, and I and the idea that this guy could do no wrong and that the movie's perfect and if you even so much as critique it, you must not be a real fan or you're stupid or you're just flat out stupid that you don't get the movie. But but I think I think ultimately you know if it had gone, uh, you look at Trevorrow and and I like Trevorrow, but he had no plans to do anything with Ray and family. I mean, he gave he gave her some weird last name, right? Ray Solana. Yeah, Solano, I think. So imagine how the end of Episode Nine would be if Star Wars is about family, mm-hmm. and she's Solana and Kylo had lied to her, and that's who you are. It's like. What? Well, well, and that's kind of what we talked about after we heard the plot synopsis for what Trevorrow was doing. Uh, we mentioned it seemed like a really good third movie in this trilogy, not as much a really good ninth in the series. Correct. Correct. Yeah, it would be fine. But if you're trying to, if you're trying to, yeah, like we've talked about, if you're trying to make it episode nine, then you've kind of got to bring it around to where they went. And yeah. I know people don't particularly like the movie. So be it. You know, everybody has their their opinion, but. You know, it feels like it was probably the way that it should have went. And the thing is, uh, I think people's expectations are unrealistic with Star Wars at this point because it's almost like everybody expects each one to be perfect. And like the, the, these movies by design were never intended to... They, they were intended to be not perfect. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's not really fair. And like you mentioned last shit, I, I do like that. It is not my... It, it is my least of the three sequel trilogy favorites. Yeah. His favorite Star Wars, but it is, you know, my least of the three. But even and like you said, like there are things about it I think are great things about it I would have done differently. But there's still so much good stuff to take from it. And the Battle of Crate I think is one of the most like iconic visuals and scenes in all of Star Wars. I think it was brilliant with how that was done. So there are a lot of really good and positive things you can take away from it. You just needed like Qui Gon. I'm gonna get a little cheesy here. Like Qui Gon said, your focus determines your reality. So it. Your opinion of Star Wars depends on what you focus on with it. 
There you That's go. True. And I well, do have. Let me, yeah. let me ask you one question though. Clone Wars, right? Let's say it doesn't exist. The the, the television series. Yeah. Is the prequels loved as much as they are now? No. Right. So it has absolutely added this like flavor and and this it, it's it's added so much to the prequels. I love the prequels. Mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones is still I still want to say it's probably my favorite even though it's not the best movie. I just I like all the it's like just the greatest goulash ever of just <laughs> of just stuff pushed in there, you know. Yeah. Uh, and to me, that's what the Clone Wars is. You know, I've talked about it many times in the show. I like world building, so everything about the Clone Wars appeals to me. Mm-hmm. But I think it it's really added to that. So I'm curious where we're going to be in, you know, 10 years. Because how long has it been since Clone Wars? Maybe 10 years? Uh, the movie came out in 08. Okay, so, so it's been over 10 years. Mm-hmm. What are we going to get that fills in the blanks for the sequel trilogy? You know, what type of stuff are we going to get that makes people look at it and go, oh, okay, yeah, that's a that's such a that's such a better thing now. You know, it was cool before, but now it's like there's so many layers to it I didn't see before. Well, the only the only thing is, I don't know if we're going to get something like that for two reasons. One, um, the Clone Wars was the baby of George Lucas. And it was a continuation of the story that he was already telling in the first place. We have three, or I guess two, different storytellers for the sequel trilogy already. Neither of which are going to be going into expanding their stories with an animated series. Um, so first off, there's that. But secondly, the Clone Wars, as like in canon, in world, as an era, that is like arguably the biggest historically significant time period in the history of the galaxy, right? And there is just it's years and years and years of huge development and like an epic intergalactic civil war. There's a ton of material to dive into there and a lot of stories to explain and transition in characters like Anakin. The way that he transitioned from episodes two to three with this Clone Wars between makes more sense when you see that development here with this trilogy. um, Two of the movies are back to back. And then the third one, there is a jump there and you might be able to explore some stuff there, but the characters don't seem to have developed that much between them. So for me, it would have to be either an animated series before or after the trilogy, which doesn't expand that trilogy a lot. It expands that era more than. The yeah. But I, but I think expanding that era will lead to possibly more appreciation of the era itself. You know what I mean? I mean, think, think it about could. this way. Here's why I think something's coming. You've looked at, when you look at the publishing efforts and the book efforts and all that sort of stuff, there was novels, you know, uh, what was it? The, uh, what the name of that novel? It was really good. It, it, was, the, it was the one with Organa where she was, where Princess Leia, she's a senator. That's where she finds out that Darth Vader's her father. Or not, not that she finds out, but the galaxy finds out that Darth Vader was is her it, father. Is it uh, Bloodline? Yes. Great, great novel. Yeah. But where are those novels that are filling in the gaps between Jedi and, you know, Jedi and, and Force Awakens? It felt like yeah. they were doing it, and now it feels like they've pulled back completely from that era. 
No, it does because at first it seemed like they were being very, very sensitive with it because of not twenty or not wanting to restrict the stories they were going to tell in the sequels or give anything away or whatever. Now that they don't have that problem and they can do whatever they want, like you said, it feels like they've pretty much dropped it and want to move on to like the High Republic or something else. Yeah, they or things that don't things that don't interfere with it. So they they've pulled back and and we're getting more Thrawn books, yeah. uh, or we're getting more what is it Alphabet Squadron books. Or, you know, we're getting the High Republic, like we talked about, or we're getting the, uh, what is it, the Padme prequel, uh, or the, 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 not the Padme even, but yeah, I think it is Padme and, and her, and her decoys or whatever. So we're getting stuff right. that isn't filling in the gaps. So that's a prime spot. Yeah. Luke, Han, Lando, Leia, uh, Chewie, all that stuff. That's a prime spot to be filling in the gap. Now, granted, you have Mandalorian, which is five years after Jedi, but it doesn't necessarily have to interfere with anything else. So what's going to go there? An animated series? That would be most likely to me. And if we get any sort of animated series that fills in, you know, the adventures of Luke and all that, post uh, Return of the Jedi, and brings in a lot of the other stuff that we've seen, I, I think it's gold. And, and I really think seeing the rise of the First Order or the behind-the-scenes rise, you know, might be really good. And, and I think when it was very first announced, that's what we were thinking Resistance might be. Right. Uh, but obviously that, that went an entirely <laughs> different direction. Um, well, and, you, and as much as I enjoyed that, boy, that dropped off the public's, you know, radar. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, but, it, uh, it was quick. It went away. With the rumors surrounding a Rebels sequel, do you think that could fill that role or does it have to be a completely separate series? I think you could easily do a series set in that time frame that encompasses everything. You could do one to, you know, it sort of how the Clone Wars did not focus 24-7 on Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah. You can have a time frame set after Return of the Jedi that doesn't always focus on Han and Le- you know, Han Lando, all that sort of stuff, and Luke and all that. That That's maybe a good point. maybe it does do this is an arc on where Sabine and Ahsoka and Rex are at. You well, know, I, and it, I, now you're talking about the Mandalorian. <laughs> but that's five. But see, <laughs> that's the rumors, of course. But that's five years after Jedi. We're right. talking about immediately after Jedi when Sabine's like seeing everybody happy and Ahsoka shows up like, let's go find Ezra. Right. Okay, so after that after that happens like, is this just part of the dance celebration on endor the whole time and they just overlook them <laughs> yeah maybe but you could you could easily have sort of the first two hour three hour you know arc or whatever be to where it brings all the characters together it brings hera and luke and leia and ahsoka and sabine and rex and lando and chewie and it brings all the people into one group to where this is sort of the pilot episode. And then you can sort of shoot off into different directions to where this is the story arc with this group. And this is a story arc with this group. And instead yeah. of having, you know, like when you watch, you know, a Star Wars movie and the inner cut where each of the players are, you just have an arc to where it could be. I mean, I think it could fulfill all the needs at once. I still, though, at the scheme of things, though, I still, man, if you just did a, a solo time frame animated series, I, I might like it more. 
Well, but one thing I want to say though, and I, I don't want to be that guy who's too picky or anything, but if, if you're going to do an animated series like that, I, I really, really want it to get the same level of quality and attention that the, the Siege of Mandalore got. Cause like that, that was just some, like, it feels like going back to an animated series after that, after experiencing that, is going to be a letdown unless it matches because it, it was so good and so cinematic and so well done that anything else, unless it, I mean, Resistance, for example, was just entirely different. You can't really compare the two. But if they're going to develop a series to kind of fill that same type of role, I just hope it has the same type of quality because it, it was so good. No, I agree. And I'm that's kind of what scares me. Had... I'm kind of sorry we haven't had any announcement yet. That's yeah, so. no, that's true. Well, speaking of though, yeah. speaking of though, there is a rumor. Oh, and this rumor is coming from the same source that said there would be a Rebel season two, which hasn't been confirmed yet. Uh, that source. <laughs> why? Why am I so mean to him sometimes? Why? I don't know. He got he, he he tripped. The pavement beat his ass. <laughs> oh, me, sorry. I, I almost forgot. There is one other thing I was going to say too. What? We'll get to that in a minute. The source of that rumor was a guy, longtime listeners of this show, and even pre this show's existence, will be familiar with. His name is Noah. We, we refer to that Noah guy. He's the source, and he he has said more recently, uh, just a couple of days ago. He said that he's been hearing from multiple people that Sabine Wren will also show up in The Mandalorian Season 2, most likely accompanying Ahsoka Tano. So, Noah's a friend of ours. I, I like This sounds really weird to say, but like I, I don't know his credibility. <laughs> like, so it sounds weird because he's a friend of ours, but like just because like he said a few different things before, but none of them have really had a chance to pan out yet. Looks like he said the rebel season two is going to happen. They haven't announced it yet. It may be coming. And if so cool, but we just don't have it yet. He said a while ago, there was a rumor at the time. This may have been written out. We talked about that before um, that mall would end up in the Kenobi series. Again, don't know. We'll see how that works out. Um, there's this, you know, so like, there's a bunch of stuff he's saying and I want to believe him, but we'll see. Because, you know, for all I know, his source is you, Mark. Well, the thing is, is that, is that he gets, you know, he gets lumped into it. His credibility as a Star Wars leaker just so happens because of his familiarity with, with past Star Wars leakers. Right. You know, without getting into too much detail. Right, is, yeah, yeah, He, you know, people that he hung out with or talked to or, you know, they, they leaked legitimate information. So when he says... Oh, this is coming. People assume that because of the, it's a circle that he that he toured in or traveled in that he knows also, and he might, he really might. But at the same time, the idea that that he's breaking news or hearing that Sabine is going to be in Mandalorian, you know, we've talked about it before, but I think that was even mentioned that people saw her helmet back for season one. Yeah, I think that is right. It's wow. a, it's a, it's, a, it's a safe rumor to break. Yeah. Well, that, that is true. And I was going to say, um, we can say whatever we want about him and all that because he says he listens sometimes, but he doesn't listen yes. to our show. The thing that made me laugh the other day was, remember when we grilled him on it and he said, I'm caught up on Rebels. I mean, on, uh, on Clone Wars. I watched them all. And we, <laughs> we, could, we couldn't make fun of him anymore for not watching Rebel, uh, Clone Wars. Well, uh, then, you know, his, his uh, fellow 
podcaster uh, Corey Wolfpack. He uh, said he was showing he was showing Noah episodes of Clone Wars that he hadn't seen, and it was like, how do you not watch that one? <laughs> it was the one I think where Ahsoka and Barris were like buried or whatever. Oh. Like, how, how, how you, that one? you know, you can go online and you can find websites that for any series really um, that explain like what the filler episodes are or whatever and ones you can skip. I don't trust those places. No, I don't. You know what I would like to find though? I would like to find you and I, I think I've mentioned this before. I want a website that just tells me a good synopsis for all the books. That would I be don't cool. want to. I don't want to read them. <laughs> but I, I, would, I would like to know their effects on canon. Yeah, and like I would like to download the stories to my brain, but I'm not a huge yeah. reader. So well, I was going through what was I going through? I got Ultimate Star Wars. It was one of the new like you know coffee table books that yeah. came out right before Rise of Skywalker, and it was talking about uh, Darth uh, Darth Vader's fight with Jocasta New, and I was like, wait, what? How how's that work? And I went right. and found the comic, and I was like, oh, that was cool. Oh, but it was right. Nice. I started that. Yeah, it was I nice completely seeing it forgot. Yeah, remember Prime Free? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, it was good. I was enjoying it. I completely, yeah. wow, okay. Last, we've been in the middle of the, of the pandemic. I <laughs> but seriously, I, 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 I don't know. Like, you said that, and that was a complete revelation of, holy crap, I already started that. But yeah, no, it was good. And yeah, I'll, I'll try to find it again. It was good. Um, but no, there are, and again, just because there, there are two other things we were going to mention real quick. But uh, the first thing, Mark, is we have this rumor now about Sabine. But have you been hearing any other rumors recently? I have, actually. This okay. is part of a new, our new segment, right? Yes. Rumors? Question mark. Yes. That is the new segment. Uh, so Tamir Morrison is not only playing... Um, this is the rumor I'm hearing from a couple sources, you know, and it may be written sources. out. Maybe even several. Maybe several. It may be written out of the final season, uh-huh. and it may not even be filmed, but this is what my sources are telling me is going to happen. Uh-huh. So you've got Tamir Morrison. He's been paid a flat rate, you know, for uh, to play two characters. So he's playing Captain Rex. He's also playing, you know, Boba Fett. But they said, hey, you know what? What? I got a great idea. Okay. What if we use you in flashbacks for the Obi-Wan series? You follow me? I am. So they're going to have him because Anakin, you know, Hayden Christensen is going to be um, in, according to rumors, he's going to be in the Obi-Wan series in flashback. Yeah, that's well, one of the to, other things I was going to bring up. Yeah. Well, Tamir Morrison's going to be in that same series as not only, not only, Cody, uh huh. He's also gonna play a flashback of a secret scene that we didn't see in Attack of the Clones as Django. Okay. He's he's got he's playing four roles. Well, I thought you were gonna say he was gonna play young Rex in a flashback with Hayden. Oh no. Well, maybe. Uh, let me check my source. Because <laughs> <Check> my, <laughs> my sources told me he's only playing old Rex, old Boba. De-aged Cody. You know, he's de-aging himself for Cody and he's de-aging <laughs> himself for for uh for for Django. But I think I did hear that. That he was gonna play young Rex. Ah. 
Because they're also from oh, that's the other thing. Do I say it? Do I say it? You know, th- this is the first time we're doing this segment, so I think you shouldn't hold nothing back. Okay, they're also using Rosario Dawson, so that she's I, gonna I was going to ask you if they were going to do that. I, that's that's the rumor. I mean, that's from my sources. Sources I was gonna say ask you that she's going to be DH to play young Ahsoka Snips, huh. you know, as they call her. No, wait, 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 wait. Check your source, because this is kind of lining up with something else that I was hearing, and I didn't want to think it was true, but this, there are a lot of similarities here. Okay, what is it? So everything that you were just saying, I heard, and I heard that they were also going to de-age Ewan McGregor, and in fact, the entire series isn't even during the era that they said it is. It's a Clone Wars live-action show. Um, I haven't heard that one. No? What I did hear, I did hear de-aging. I did hear de-aging. Uh-huh. But I heard, do I say it? You know, yeah, yeah, say it. You want to say okay, it. Okay, I heard not only are they de-aging him to play, oh boy, this is some news right here. My sources tell me that they're de-aging him to play flashbacks of himself um, right before Phantom Menace because they're also going to bring in Qui-Gon and de-age him. What about Jake Lloyd? They are, no, <laughs> the kicker. <laughs> they're having Jake Lloyd current Jake Lloyd they're busting him out of jail they're gonna have him play Padawan Anakin and they're just gonna de-age him and I don't know how that's gonna work cause I, I like saw the Rings Hobbit style maybe it's really weird cause I've seen the pictures of them standing side by side and uh-huh. he's got his little Padawan it's like old Jake Lloyd in his Padawan uniform uh huh with old Ewan McGregor, and I'm, I assume they're gonna shrink him with, you know, <laughs> it's just odd though. Just seeing old Jake Wood with it with the Padawan braid. Uh huh. That's weird. It's that really weird. A little, a little bit odd, but I, I think there's one question that everybody wants to know. Like, th- this is a big story. Don't get me wrong. We're breaking some big stuff here. Oh but yeah. There's, there's there's one question I know is on everybody's mind, and I, and I have to ask you because I have not heard this, but your sources seem to be pretty in the know. For it. Are we getting a de-aged Kitster? No. Oh, such a missed opportunity. No, nobody likes Kitster. It, it's one what? of those. Sorry. It, it is one of those uh, hipster things. It's hipster to like Kitster. Well, what if I tell you I'm the actor who played Kitster? Mm, isn't he of Indian descent? That doesn't matter. Okay. That's whitewashing. <laughs> I mean, not, not to let our audience know that you're a white guy, but, you know, <laughs> sorry. I'm pretty sure that would be shocking to most people. Yeah, they, they all assume you're, you're something that you're not. Uh, yeah. But, but again, take all this with a grain of salt because at any given time, you know, contracts may not be signed. Um, <laughs> you know, they may edit out. If they film the sequence, they may edit it out. If we're talking right. about them writing the sequence, they may decide to not even, you know, save that document with the revisions. This is just what I'm hearing at this time. So if it doesn't happen, it's not my fault. It was happening when we talked about it. You know, one of these days, one of these days, you and I are going to make a Reddit post. Like, not we're going to make it, but like there's going to be a Reddit post about something that we leaked, and that will make me the happiest person on this planet. D.H. Jake Lloyd. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's the one. They broke him out of jail. I don't know if he's in jail. No, I don't. Actually, jail. I don't think so. Which we I can, have 
Hey, you know what? I can actually tell you if you tell me what state they would be in. I don't know. I got resources. Take wood. I don't know. I don't would, know. would it be California? No, I mean, maybe. Jake Wood, California. We're going to try that real quick. It'll just take a couple minutes, and I will let you know if that gives me any results. I like Jake Wood. Would it be Jacob, though, I guess? No, I don't know. Or do you assume my name is Marcus? <laughs> we'll try it both ways. Okay. There is no one listed as Jake Lloyd in a California incarceration currently. Unless I'm spelling you know why, it wrong. Right? You understand why, right? I know Jacob Lloyd. Okay. All right. What, how, why? Because they already busted him out. They're, hey, proof. I just got you your proof. Thanks, brother. Yep. It was that easy. <laughs> so what else? I feel like there was one. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was one other thing I was going to mention. This is kind of random. So if you don't, if you're only listening for the news, thanks for listening. We'll see you later. Um, <laughs> I'm such a great host. I saw uh, uh, there was so where I work on our work computers. When you open a new tab, it, it comes like the Microsoft web page with like all those articles together on it. If people know what I'm talking about, it's a pretty common office thing. Um, one of those new articles that I saw the other day was um some website, but they're working through MSN or whatever, ranked their the top 21, or just not top, just they ranked the 21 Star Wars movies slash shows in order of the, how much they like. Well, they got all the movies, Mandalorian, Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, all that, and they included Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. Oh, snap! Ewoks, Battle of Endor. Okay. Droids. Oh, jeez. Ewoks. All right. And the holiday so saying It was a slow news day. Apparently, yeah. But I, and I wrote it down. So I wrote down their ranking because I have some significant disagreements with this, and they were being serious. They're, they're not being funny. Like this was their actual ranking, and I disagree. Now, having said that, number one is pretty common. Number one they have is The Empire Strikes Back. It's a f- fairly common thing. It isn't my number one, but it is it's not fairly necessarily common. wrong. Yeah, well, it's common consensus, I would say. Mm-hmm. Number two, they have as A New Hope. Once okay, again, not, not, not quite where I have the rankings, but that's it's just me. Okay. Number three, they have as The Last Jedi. Oh. <laughs> number, four, number four is Return of the Jedi. Okay. Number five is Rogue One. <laughs> what? All right, go ahead. Number, number six is The Mandalorian. <laughs> number seven <laughs> is The Force Awakens. <laughs> number eight is The Clone Wars movie from 2008. What the? What the? What the? And then number what? nine is the Clone Wars TV show. So they put the movie above the show, which is incredibly I wrong. I you haven't know. even said Revenge of the Sith yet. I haven't. Oh, no. Well, wait till I get there. Um, number 10 was Rebels. <laughs> okay. 11 is Resistance. 12 okay. is The Phantom Menace. All right. 13 is Solo. Wait, wait. Time. out. <laughs> 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 I think we can all agree. This is a crap list. 
Well, yeah, and I think I think every one of our listeners, and, and I would like to be proven wrong. If you disagree with this, let me know. All five of you. <laughs> <laughs> but let me know. Is Resistance better than Revenge of the Sith? Absolutely not in no planet. Like Revenge of, uh, Revenge of the Sith is, for me, hands down the best prequel movie. And and I think for most people, would, most people would agree with that. Yeah. So that's why and, I'm kind of confused that, that you're gonna put the Clone Wars movie above the Revenge of the Sith. I can I can see an argument for the Clone Wars itself. Fine. Right. Fine. Right. But then you're gonna put Resistance above. It's like, what's wrong with you, pal? Well, like I said, number 13 is Solo. All right. Finally, at number 14, we have Revenge of the Sith. Okay. 15 is The Rise of Skywalker. All right. 16 is Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. Are we telling me that Caravan of Courage is a better than Attack of the Clones? Which is 17. Okay. <laughs> and then 18 is Ewok's Battle of Endor. 19 is Droids, 20 is Ewoks, 21, Holiday Special. All right, well. I, I sincerely doubt that the person who wrote this article or the staff or, or whoever came up with this um, is currently listening to this. But if they are, I will say this with all appreciation and, and love and, and a complete lack of menace when I say this. What the crap were you thinking when you made this list? <laughs> Like, what? So, I, I don't know what's up with that list. Like, mine is a little bit different from that. Mine's not exactly standard either, but hey, it's, it's I think, more agreeable than that. Anyway, that was our last thing. Just wanted to cover that list real quick. I saw that recently and, and thought it would be worth mentioning. So, uh, but that's all we got. So, that's your news. You're up to date. And uh, we'll be back next time. We'll see. There might be something a little different next time. We'll see. But in any case, I appreciate you being on here, Mark, as always. I appreciate everybody listening. And we'll be back next time. Mm-hmm.